0: Conahisi Coates is writing the next Superman film, which raises an interesting question. In the 21st century, should a BIPOC artist have the freedom to create stories that do not focus on BIPOC heroes? This is Mad Unreal, episode 33. Let's go. Look, man, you know, I actually don't have a problem that the Snyder cut of Justice League is in four by three aspect ratio. Right? <laughs>
1: okay. You don't have I a problem actually with don't that? have
0: a problem with that. No. I no, I don't.
1: I was shocked because did you see the okay, so the little placard comes up when you watch it and it says four by three, this film is being presented in four by three format to preserve Zack Snyder's creative, you know, vision. That's
0: the part I have a problem with. It felt no. a little pretentious. Just say, I mean, okay, maybe HBO Max is not going to be like, look, this was originally shot to be shown in IMAX theaters. I kind of right. get that, right. but it felt a little pretentious to me. But, but I, but I say, don't. I, I wouldn't necessarily go so far to say that his creative vision was to shoot this in four by three.
1: <laughs> it may have been, but you know, then you get into the whole, what is that creative vision? I've watched half of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched half. I got another half to go. That was i'm funny. not gonna lie i'm a little bit curious about that creative vision but maybe we'll do you know we'll 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 find a justice league topic and do that show i'm sure some of you have already watched the film it's four hours so i'm mm. sure some of you watch the film by now but um if you have hbo max um but you know fans for you know four or five years been on this you know release the snyder cut now it's been released um so yeah i think at some point you and i may have to have a conversation about it. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like being negative about people's work because whoever mm-hmm. wh- whatever artists put themselves out there, they, mm-hmm. you know, they put in the work. They have to have some level of belief in it. I'm sure. He Absolutely. Does. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But man, I'm watching this thing and I'm like, ooh, yeah. And it doesn't help that four by three on your TV doesn't help. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we've gotten used to the other aspect ratio. So that's that's different. So anyway, we are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about a D.C. topic, though. As you guys heard in the cold opening, um, Tiny C Coates was announced as writing the next Superman film, which is being produced by J.J. Abrams. I don't know if it was produced and directed. I know it's produced by J.J. Abrams. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. directed by J.J. Abrams. Now, uh, full disclosure, that's another episode we could do, you know, just on that, you know, because depending upon... um, as you would say arthur your miles your mileage may vary you know when you hear jj <laughs> J. abrams is producing you know blah 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 depending on how you feel about the star trek reboot depending upon uh-huh. how you feel about force awakens and mm-hmm. really depending upon how you feel about um the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. when you hear you know jj J. abrams is you know now in charge of the superman franchise y- your your mileage may vary you know how you depend on how that, that hits you but that's another show Tani Coast is writing this, bro. Um yeah. raises, as we said in the cold opening, that brings that brought to mind a very interesting question. And I think we should put a little context on this. Back in the day, you know, there was, or I, I should say, I've heard black artists, black writers in particular, talk about this a lot. And the mm-hmm. um the responsibility or the weight that's on a black artist, um, again, specifically a black writer to relate the black experience through their work you know Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's almost it is a lack of freedom so to speak you know it's basically okay i if i'm going to tell a story about you know a guy goes to the store well as a black writer you know and if i my if do i need to make the character black and if the character is black Mm -hmm. his experience going to the store is going to be different than if it's a white character then i have to put and there's that weight because you know that you know all this other writing that exists in the world that's not coming from a Black point of view that completely mm-hmm. ignores mm-hmm. Black points of view, you do feel the weight of doing that. And so I think it it, it brought to mind a very interesting question that we're going to dive into um, today. So, first thing I wanted to ask you, Arthur, with the knowledge that Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing the next Superman film, should we expect a Black point of view in this movie? You know, in some... Shape or form should we as mm-hmm. the audience expect that should we should we quote unquote demand that from tiny Sea coast you know a black point of view within this this superman story?
0: I don't think that we should demand it. I don't think that we need to demand it um for as many times as we've gone to films um and I mean not I'm gonna call him out specifically just because his films you know come to mind where he uses white writers uh Mm -hmm. but eddie murphy eddie murphy had white writers for the screenplay for both coming to america films beverly hills cop for um for i mean hell pick you know pick one um and we've enjoyed those films Mm -hmm. and those films have made money those films have made eddie murphy a household name that we can even today discuss the context of eddie murphy Mm -hmm. um so that being said i don 't think uh nehisi needs to write uh a black Superman um, but what i what I do feel what I actually hope in full disclosure you know super Superman is not amongst my favorite comic book heroes I, mm. i've got i 've got some issues with Superman love his dad though but i i i, <laughs> I 'm here for JorEl. um right. But Kal-El, I got some issues with. Um, so I do think that Tanahisi can bring the idea, and I hope that he will, the idea of a character with super abilities, mm-hmm. aligning himself with a country's agenda, yet not being accepted by that country.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay.
0: And and, uh, and this is really pronounced um, in The Man of Steel. Uh, a form of it was touched on during Superman Returns, the idea of Superman being this god where the weight of the world is put on him, where people literally pray to Superman to solve these problems. Mm. Um, but Superman's main responsibility is to the United States of America. And in Man of Steel, you know, there are scenes where, you know, we see Superman face to face with the U.S. government. The general played by Harry Lennox, a black man representing the United States of America, telling Superman, how can we trust you? Asking him, how can we trust you? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we as as people of color collectively, but black people specifically, you know, have fought in all of the wars, you know, have been a part of of you know of every of every you know major American initiative, still are maligned and challenged by white authority. It is an overarching "what the fuck" to the Superman story that I think Tahanisi can bring some to to. A, to some weight to bring to a new a new script.
1: So, uh, I, and I, I think everything you just said was very very interesting, and I wonder. When we talk about this thing about you know should a black artist or a BIPOC artist have that that freedom you know to do whatever basically can a BIPOC writer have the freedom that a white writer has you know a, a European American writer sitting yeah. down can write can write about European American characters they can write about black characters if they want to they can write about they don't have yeah. they don't have that weight of having to relay a a cultural or a society's mm-hmm. um, pains and joys and struggles—they don't have that mm-hmm. weight, you know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so I think and, that's what we're asking. You know, that freedom. And go ahead, go ahead.
0: Can you th- can you think of a black writer that has written for a white character outside the context of a comedy?
1: um about in film or because because it's Anything. interesting well it's interesting because Ta-Nehisi has written we know he he wrote the Black Panther comics he's been writing right. those for years now and I think I don't know if his run has ended on that I think his run may have ended on that but I could be wrong um but he did maybe two years ago um start pinning Captain America you know featuring Steve okay. Rogers okay you know, okay okay series. okay okay um so I and I think there have been other examples but it's, it remains to be and I, I, full disclosure I, I don't I don't read the com, the Captain America comics, so I don't know if Ta-Nehisi, in writing those comics has pushed forward you know um, some of the black experience or some of the BIPOC experience within those the context of Captain America yeah um, which you know if he has, it'll be interesting again to see if he can do that if he's going to do that with Superman. Yeah, I think though, what we're talking about though is that okay when a black writer sits down to do something like Superman. The ex, is there a level of expectation put on him or her, you know, and from the audience? And mm-hmm. when you talk about that level of expectation, that's when you start getting into the lack of, quote unquote, the lack of freedom. Yeah. Walter Mosley very famously said, you know, I write about black male heroes because no one else does. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and at that time when he said that, I think that was very early in his you know career in the in the kind of the. the um the uh, the epic story of Easy Rollins was just beginning, and you know he was obviously there's been other blackmail heroes written about, but what he was saying is that by and large, that is not something you see being written about specifically in the mystery genre. You know, right, right, right. It doesn't right, happen. Right. So he's, but what he was saying is that he was also admitting to his his lack of freedom, almost. You mm-hmm. know, and this is not mm-hmm. to say that I don't want to speak for him, and I don't want to say that he didn't enjoy writing black male heroes. Of course he enjoyed writing it. Um, but there is a lack of freedom there as a responsibility and weight also full disclosure. I guess this has to be said as a writer myself, um, and as someone who, uh, co-founded a a studio, um, dark light studios, Mm -hmm. we are, you know, we focus on within the studio. We focus on, uh, BIPOC heroes, you know, Mm -hmm not to say we'll never talk about non-BIPOC heroes or just do any, create anything that doesn't feature um, a BIPOC hero, but Mm -hmm. the -hmm. focus is on, you know, BIPOC heroes. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a happiness. There's a fulfillment in writing about BIPOC heroes, Mm -hmm. creating BIPOC stories, creating BIPOC characters. There is a, that fulfills me as a writer. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it brings me, it brings me happiness to do that. It makes me happy to do that. But, in looking at the question that we've, we've uh, presented today and and looking at Ta-Nehisi and the Superman franchise, it does, you know, bring to mind, yeah, it's also a lack of freedom. You know, there's a responsibility, Mm -hmm. there's a weight, Mm -hmm. you know? So even if you're telling a Superman story to your point, it's almost like you're, you're in a, you're in a unique position as a black writer to give it some weight that a white writer may not be able to. Um, If you look at man of steel, a lot of that was positioned around David Goyer's idea of right. making that movie about not just Superman showing up, but an extraterrestrial showing up. An extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. it, the, you know this was the first contact, you know, with an, with, with an extraterrestrial, um, and, yeah. and, and that's what informed the rest of that story. Yeah, take that to your point though. What if that first extraterrestrial was black?
0: You that's know, my how thing how is
1: how is how is not only the world how is america and specifically the western world yeah how would the western world react if the first alien that landed here was black
0: yeah mass well, I think panic some brother mass, mass panic because I mean, there's like, some hold on is there a planet out there to... with a bunch of black
1: people that are going to show up and yeah. they all got superpowers that's right mass panic you right know? so is that what Tony he is going for you know um, or is that what he's that's what the idea I think it's very interesting but again I do feel that kind of not to to um, not to be coy about it but I do think that there to answer the question that we kind of thrown throughout there in the cold opening there's not really a clear answer to that it is if there is a lack mm-hmm. of freedom mm-hmm. to, you know intertwined with a freedom you know the freedom to say and write about things that you know the mainstream and the writers the white writers are not writing about um, but there is that lack of freedom. So it's kind of a paradox.
0: We've talked on this show about the the trailer, the teaser trailer for The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And we see the Stormtrooper and we see Finn take his helmet off. You know what I'm saying? We see that there's mm-hmm. a black man inside the Stormtrooper suit. Mm-hmm. Right? And in the like 40 years of Star Wars, nobody's ever cared much less questioned what does a person look like inside that suit Mm. right so the visual made the visual caused the reaction Mm. now if the screenplay was written by a black man or woman right would we have that same reaction in in other words in other words is there going to be an up in arms reaction to visceral reaction you know um, protesting that fact mm. so I mean I agree with you that there is a that there is a pressure on on uh on black writers to white white for white characters right for white characters mm-hmm. i don 't think it's as great as a pressure as it is on on the actors because mm-hmm. of the visual component to that um i think about I think about a writer uh like James Patterson. So James Patterson had a very successful series of books featuring Alex Cross, right. who was a black man. You know? My question is, if James Patterson wrote the Easy Rollins series, would it would it have spawned multiple movies and
1: been probably because I think with um and that, that again that brings to mind what you're bringing to the story because um in side note it was just announced recently that um a Easy Rollins TV series or streaming series is in development. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We may have we may have to do something on that for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I think though it, it brings to mind what do you bring to the table? And with the Easy Rollins series, there's just a lot of things, a lot of cultural experiences that mm-hmm. Walter Mosley brings in and puts in that story. A lot of truths, you know. That you just don't, to, have right? with you Alex don't have. You don't have with James Patterson. You know, with Alex Cross, you're not getting mm-hmm. all that. You know, so with Ta-Nehisi writing Superman if he brings, you know, a black point of view into that story, we're expecting an a level of authenticity that, you know, we're not going to we're not expecting from a from a white writer. And yeah. I think that when you hear specifically because Ta-Nehisi Coates is not um whether you agree with a lot of his um uh what he said in the past, um both through his fiction writing and mm-hmm. through his um what he's more famous for is his uh nonfiction writing, whether you agree with him or not, he is a he's 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 um, planted himself firmly in a political space. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm, he, ta- mm-hmm, he speaks mm-hmm. from a space of um, culture, cultural and societal um, issues and politics and this, that and the third. So he, it's not like some random, you know, black writer. This is somebody who has put themselves in that space. So mm-hmm. when he speaks to he creates a Superman story, it's like, hmm, you're only going to get him. To do this, if you're going to specific, if, it's, if you really, if you specifically want some cultural, political, societal commentary in this Superman yeah. story, there has to be an angle like that someplace, right? I mean, why I else are you getting him?
0: I don't, I don't know if there has to be. I, I, I'm the Superman story. You know, it's only been touched on about not belonging. You know, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been developed, and I think. I think a black writer is most qualified to be able to develop that concept, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, I'm driving this home. It's like, you know, you don't belong, you know, we love you when we need you. Mm-hmm. And when we're good, we need you to just like go somewhere and be cool.
1: Right. But that's that's a that is a political statement in and of itself. When you relate mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. to if you're going to draw the connection between that and the black experience, that is a you're making a commentary. You know, you're 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 dealing with um, even if you're only dealing with metaphor or some sort of symbolism or, you know, um, an analogy, um, you are you're dipping your toe into that water. And I don't mm-hmm. see them. And again, that's what I'm saying. If if we when the, when this when this story, whatever the story is, when we start getting a, a little glimpse of it, whether it's mm-hmm. through you know a synopsis or the first teaser trailer or whatever, mm-hmm. if we start to see a little bit of that, we're gonna be like, okay, how far are they? We, you know, you got ta sea coast riding this, so you you must be going far with this. You know, that's it. When that's what we're going to expect, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. If it goes the other route, where it's just some generic Superman film that has absolutely nothing to do. Um, with, um, you know, race or politics or any of the things that we associate with ta C. Coates, we are, we are invariably, invariably, we're going to scratch our heads and say, well, why did you get him to write it? Why is he writing it? Mm-hmm, and that's where mm-hmm, I get the lack mm-hmm. of freedom, you know? Oh,
0: okay, and, and okay. That's
1: where I come back to, does he have the freedom to do that? You know what I'm saying? Because again, full disclosure, as a writer, when you sit down, even myself, it's like, yeah, a lot of your experience as a black person in America comes into everything you write. Right but there are those moments you question well, damn, can I just write something you know what so I'm you're I just,
0: so are you questioning that is tanahhesi basically boxed in because he's known for his socio political
1: views, statements, and output i I'm saying that that's a distinct reality or a distinct uh-huh. possibility, uh-huh. not just because he's black but because of his you know his what he's most famous for. Okay, because you
0: know I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the I'm hoping for the elements that make up the whole, the parts that make up the whole. You know, mm-hmm. Superman. I mean, first of all, dude can't die unless a Kryptonite Krypton rock shows up. So you know, there's the resiliency of the character. You know, and there's the there's the communal aspect of mm-hmm. Superman. Because okay, because if you've got Superman, you definitely have Clark, Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's more of the meat of where his talent and his storytelling would go into. You know, mm-hmm. Clark Kent, basically, Clark Kent is, is, is actively working not to reveal himself and reveal his powers. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain restraint. And because, <laughs> I mean, black people in this country, what do we have? We got restraint. We got resiliency. Yeah, see, that's I was we just got, about you see what to, I'm
1: saying? That's what I was just about to say. You getting into, I think what you're saying is that there's the potential for a lot of allegory where you could see um, Clark Kent struggle to re-suppress re his identity um, could mm-hmm. be, you know, likened to um, a black man or black woman in corporate America, you know, yeah. to having to suppress their identity. Or as we said mm-hmm. in, in a recent episode, last episode, I believe, code switching. You know, what I'm saying to mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so he puts on the glasses and he has to be somebody completely different. It's right. it's essentially what you know. You saw um, uh, uh, my man um, in, in Superman 1977-78, um, Christopher Reeves. You saw Christopher Reeves' character do it. You know, when he put on and he did it perfectly. He put on the glasses. He slouched. You remember yeah. his shoulders came down. Right. He stammered. He became a completely different person. He came the antithesis of what you believe Superman to be. Right. And I think that that there is an allegory there the question though Arthur becomes you're sitting in the theater and you're watching all these parallels being drawn mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. this white essentially what is regarded as a white God mm-hmm. and with black America. And you're seeing them clearly because you know, a black man wrote this, you know, you know, tiny mm-hmm. mm-hmm. coast wrote this. Mm-hmm. Do you get irritated? Do you get frustrated and say, well, why can't he just create a black character? You know, why do you have to put all, you know what I'm saying? Why do I have to draw all these? Let's just put it out front and center and talk about the black experience in America. Why cloak it? in the guise of the ultimate symbol of what is, or I should say, what is in the past been one of the ultimate symbols of of a European American culture or European American value. Superman, you know, do you feel Would you, can you imagine yourself feeling any of that frustration is what I'm asking you?
0: Yeah. See me personally, I would look at the allegory and appreciate it because I don't have, I don't ascribe to the view of, this is all this is all that we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. like why why't just tiny C just write a black Superman. I don't need a black Superman. I
1: mm-hmm. got T'Challa. Mm-hmm. you know what okay. I mean? Okay, all right, okay. I got
0: raising Dion, you know, mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. super Q, uh mm-hmm. you know, giving a nod to dark light. I, in other words, Appreciate i have that. right? I have these other I have these other characters mm-hmm. and can have these other characters, fast color. I can have these other characters that that should get more developed, which kinda gets into the point where well, why is Tai Hanisi writing for DC comics? Why doesn't he just write for you know what I'm saying? Why doesn't he just write for, you know, the next Great. Dion series or right. just create, do or do all these design other design things, series, you know? Right, and then you right. you know, and then you kinda you get into a whole nother realm, you know, of conversation. Mm-hmm. But me sitting in a theater watching a Superman film that was screenplayed by Hanisi Cox I'm I'm looking for a richer Clark Kent experience Mm. that I've yet to have gotten in all of the Superman films. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: And that brings me to, I'm going to combine the next two, two, two two kind of points slash questions I think are interesting is we know, okay, we know that last year or in 2019, I believe. Michael B. Jordan had a meeting with Warner mm. Brothers um, mm-hmm. and I think he had a it's rumored I shouldn't say we we know I should say it's rumored that he had a Superman pitch you know mm-hmm. he pitched he had a, an idea he pitched it to him um, and the results of that I don't know you know I don't know mm-hmm. if that's I have absolutely no idea if that has anything to do with what J.J. J. Abrams is producing right now but let's just kind of like do an hypothesis or, and kind of surmise and kind of look at this and say okay If that is the the case, if Michael B. Jordan pitched something, Warner Brothers liked it. They gave two hundred something million to um, uh, to Bad Robot, um, Mm -hmm, JJ Abrams' mm -hmm, production company, mm -hmm. when they made that deal, and part of that includes Superman. Could that be? Could we see an Elseworlds story, very similar to what we got in twenty nineteen with Joker, with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Okay. Could we see an Elseworlds story, a standalone, where Michael B. Jordan? Plays Clark Kent slash Mm -hmm, Superman. Could mm -hmm. that be it? And if that's it, now you know Mm Arturius Maximus. If that's mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then with Michael B. Jordan in the title role, with Ta Nehisi Coates writing, and presumably maybe even a black director attached, there is hella expectation. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't go to the theater with that and be like, okay, we just gonna see a generic and nobody, you know, Superman movie, nobody's ever gonna mention race. If you go see that movie, yeah. and there's not a racial or there's not a um real world societal cultural mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. point of view um allegory whatever within that movie there's going to be hella disappointment and i would say that no black writer in 2021 in the 21st century right now has the ability to step into that position with a michael b jordan you know as the um the 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 lead character and presumably a black director i don't think that a black writer has the freedom then to create write a script that completely omits you know race i just don't see that happening because even and i'll say this before you answer let me let me throw this out there really quickly even you brought up beverly hills cop earlier even Mm -hmm. with beverly hills cop which Mm -hmm. eddie murphy had this had a i mean he's 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 an an anomaly almost because he him and denzel because they've done so many movies where they've had the freedom to tell different stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And but Beverly Hills Cop, and this is in the early 80s, man. That's what 84, I think. Um Beverly Hills Cop, even in that movie, that's a different movie if a white character is playing Axel Foley. Because there are moments within that film where he as a his his um what influences her or what him informs him culturally as a black man in America comes out in that film. Most famously when he mocks the other brother, you know, for how he's talking about, um, we're not gonna fall for the, the banana in the tailpipe. Remember that? Yep. He's like, yep. you know, brother, you need to put more bass in your voice, you know, and you mm-hmm. know, you, you've been hanging out with this guy too long, talking about the, mm-hmm. this white partner. Mm-hmm. So even though Beverly Hills Cop, you know, didn't revolve around race or anything, there was clear moments where you saw, okay, this is a black character. This is a black, you know, right. cop. This is, you know, we we got that. Right. right. So do you do you think though, if Michael B. Jordan is attached to Superman, if it's an Elseworlds story, yeah, do you think that ta Tanya Coast will still have the freedom to write a story that wasn't informed by race?
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know because you're would writing you a Superman to, story.
1: Would you want him to have the freedom or would you, would you feel well, to put it, to put it more, to put, a, to put a, as, as John would say, to put a finer point on it. Would you, do you think that it would be, um, would you feel disappointed and feel like, man, that was a waste to get Ta-Nehisi Coast to write this script and have Michael B. Jordan in the, in the lead. And you didn't, you didn't, you know, um, explore racial issues.
0: I mean uh, so yes so I would just dis- I would be disappointed especially if as DC uh has said that that a lot of these movies are going to be R rated films like they're not worried about if they're getting an R rating mm-hmm. um Justice League for example the Snyder cut at least mm-hmm. um because you have more leeway to tell a more a more grittier reality which grittier is you know Relative. Wow,
1: that's—I mean—you just blew my mind right there, though—a R-rated, yeah, Superman film, yeah. starring a black Superman, right? Written by a brother, directed by a brother or sister—that's right. that would be wild,
0: right? But see, my larger question <laughs> is—in a good my way. my larger question is why do we try? Why do we continuously try to get Superman right?
1: Mm. I mean, that's that's another podcast, but i will i will tell you right now—it's money. Because, I mean,
0: that's the first thing that I thought, thought of when, when I first saw the saw the headline that Taha Nisu was brought on to do a Superman script. I'm like, why? why? Like, yeah, why I mean, do we keep it's... trying to get this character right? We've done one, two, three, Man of Steel, Superman Returns, five, before mm-hmm. you get into the Justice League and Superman versus Batman. So five, six, that's like seven, eight films tops, you know, where except for the first three are like basically reboots of the character.
1: Right. I mean, that's why we titled this this show, you know, should a black man save Superman? Because, yeah, you know, just to put a little bit more context in what you're talking about, the Henry. First of all, Henry Cavell. Henry uh, Cavill. I think he's a good Superman. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I like him as Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, you know, Man of Steel. Batman v Superman, Justice League, all of these movies have underperformed, even though they made a lot of money. They've all underperformed. They haven't hit expectations. Yeah. Um, so there is that sense that, you know, if we're going to do another Superman movie, we really have to get this right. It's not known. You know, they haven't said that they're recasting the role. Um, we, we mentioned the Michael V. Jordan rumors, but there hasn't there hasn't been, you know, they haven't made an official announcement to say Henry uh, Cavill is not coming back as Superman. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I think it's about money because... Batman is there. You know, you have the big three for D.C. Warner Brothers. You know, you have Batman or for D.C. really Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Wonder Woman. And then mm-hmm. behind that, you may have like Green Lantern, you know, Aquo. you know, the rest of the um, Aquaman, uh, the rest of Green, you know, Martian Man or the rest of the, the Justice League. But the three household names that everybody knows, you know, people mm-hmm. who have never picked up a comic, never watched a comic book movie. Everybody knows Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, for a long time now, Batman has been the premiere. You know, he's been he's been the number one. But I think it's very important for D.C. and Warner Brothers that they get Superman right simply because they realize the the potential to make money with that character. Um, so I, that's why I think they're continually trying to save it. Personally, I think that the story of Superman, you know, crypt, you know, the destruction of Krypton um, being the last, you know, um, remaining um, uh, being the last of a, you know, of your planet. In other words, mm-hmm. you're the only one remaining. Mm -hmm. landing on a foreign you know a foreign planet being raised by people all that stuff is really interesting to me i think it's great storytelling which is why you and i like you alluded to earlier the last man of steel or the man of steel movie both you and i enjoyed the first like 20 minutes when it was Mm -hmm. solely focused on Mm Terrell was much more interesting than Mm -hmm. the rest of the movie and Mm -hmm. even with uh the 1977 or 78 superman you know the constant kind of um interpolation of the you know uh, Marlon Brando's Jarrell and the mm-hmm. destruction of Krypton with Clark Kent's story or Kal El's story throughout that Superman, but that's part of yeah. what made it good. You know, I yeah. love that film. Yeah. That's part of what made it good. Yeah. So I, I think that there is kind of like you know all of that that storytelling is good, but I think there is a little bit of. it's it's kind of uh, anachronistic the rest of the Superman movie, you know, or the rest of the Superman story, you know, the Clark Kent part, the fact that he's named Superman, I mean, that's the 1940s name, dude, Superman. I mean, nobody who, if he appeared today, nobody's calling this guy Superman. You know, it's like, you got Batman you can get away with a little bit because bats Mm -hmm. are still kind of like, you know, they're Mm -hmm. a little bit cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman and Superman are very anachronistic type names. They just Mm -hmm. feel completely Mm -hmm. out of place. Mm -hmm. And then you have you know the fact that he puts on glasses and nobody's supposed to recognize that that's the same guy you know so you have all these kind of older tropes that i don't think work as well as they used to so yeah. to your point i do feel like sometimes i'm wondering why are they trying so hard to get this character right just let him go focus on yeah. batman mm-hmm, focus mm-hmm. wonder Woman's working you know she seems to be working even though the reception for the second film wasn't as great as for the first film yeah she's still working um, but I think there is, though, Arthur, to answer your question, I think there is a need for them to get Superman rights strictly for financial reasons.
0: I mean, side note, an interesting thing. I, I don't recall in I don't recall Diana Prince ever being referred to as Wonder Woman in these movies.
1: I think, um, you know, that's that's is good. I mean, that's a good question, because I don't think so. In the first movie, I want to say I watched, you know, the second film. I've only seen it once. And yeah. For some reason, I think she was referred to as Wonder Woman in it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I could be wrong. But regardless, you agree with me. It's just Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I mean, and that's not just some of these characters. You know, Wonder Woman, Superman, Spider-Man, um, Ant-Man. Um, you know, there's just names that you can tell. These were names that were created in the 1960s, even Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, if Tony Stark were to uh, uh, show up in 2021 for the first time, there's going to be a better name for him than than Iron Man, you know? Um, So it's, it's just the thing with these stories have, they've been around for 50, 60 years and they're starting to show some of their age. So these studios are constantly trying to figure out a way, how can we keep this fresh? How can we keep this modern while, you know, staying true or or keeping hold of the core storytelling that makes this so interesting. So I I think, you know, to wrap this up, I think, I, th- I think we both are on the same page. I just wanna see, but I think we're both on the same page that we would kinda like for we want a black writer to have or a BIPOC writer to have the freedom to write about whatever they want to write about. But there is a reality I think that yes. especially when you're talking about hundred million or two hundred dollar million films, there's a weight put on a person of C. Coates stature, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, what he's done before there's kind of a weight put on him, whether you think it's fair or unfair It's the reality is that that weight is there. Um, and it's, it's been there for black writers for decades. Um, black writers have written about it before and and talked about it, but I think, I think even Ralph Ellison talked about it at length. Um, so there's a, I think there's a responsibility and a weight there. And it's a constant and an ongoing debate on the, whether that weight should be there sure. um, and how, you know, how fair that is. Um, but I think it still it still exists. Do, I, would, would, do you agree with that?
0: I do think it exists. And I hope that we're going to get a story that um, faces that, you know, that leans into that fact, trying to tell an honest God, I don't even know how you tell an honest Superman story. You know, it's just—it's just Superman is just hard to me because you know, dude can't die, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: so to speak, it's, yeah,
0: so to speak. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, in 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 you know, in story writing, uh, it's it, the, what's the what's the conflict? You know, the conflict has to be related to at some point. It's it's related to life or death. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, you know what I mean, or fig- figuratively, financial financial ruin, mm-hmm. you know, is akin to death in, in 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 certain plays. You know, failure of a certain thing because other people are depending on you, you know, is akin to that. I and think you su-
1: just hit it right there. Go ahead, though, but I think you just hit you answered your question right there.
0: And the character of Superman, again, you take the rock out of it. That's not. You know, I mean, Superman can deal with a, a direct hit from a nuclear strike. You know what I'm right, saying? And dude is still flying around.
1: <laughs> you know, he the just the lays out is. in the sun for a little bit and he's rejuvenated. Right. Which happened in the uh, the Dark Knight comic. Yeah. But I, I think, though, you answered your question, though, when you said failure, because the reason that 1977 film, the first the, the Superman, the movie, the reason that that was so that story was just so was so good was because and you keep in mind his, his enemy in that film was Lex Luthor. He didn't go up against any superpower people on that, you know, he didn't even right. face anybody who was even right. on his level. Right. But I think the reason that film was, that story was so good was because his failure and his, you know, to protect those people he loved, you know, mm-hmm. he can't die, but mm-hmm. he, all the power he had, he couldn't save his, his earth father. He couldn't save, you know, uh, uh, Joseph, wasn't there. Joseph Kent. He couldn't save his dad. You yeah. Know? He couldn't save Lois you right. know what I'm saying she died you know when the, when mm-hmm. uh, underneath spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen superman the, the movie um which came out 40 years ago um he 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 couldn't save her and he had to go against one of the rules that his his biological <laughs> father that Jor-El set up for him. so there was all this yeah. conflict I mean- you know and that to me that brought to your point it's like when you're dealing with someone who like thor who's you know immortal you know essentially how do you create those real consequences for them and i think yeah. they did a really good job and maybe that's what we'll see i know we're completely off the topic of i know, you know i know like, man, Super i'm Rainbow. laughing
0: because i'm thinking about even then as a kid i was like oh god damn this dude he just flies out and just spins the world backwards like come on man that it. was
1: brilliant <laughs> That was a seminal moment in my childhood.
0: <laughs> but, you know, but
1: as far but right. But as
0: far as storytelling, it's like, right. What can he do? Like, what can he do within the context of his well, power I, to I, change I, this reality? Because that's ultimately what he wants to do. He wants to change reality. And
1: again, I think you make the the conflict external. I mean, you've already kind of hinted at, you know, the reaction of people to you know, treating him in a certain way or, you know, as an outsider or how they react, especially if he's a black Superman, all these external things that he can't control. I think that's where you get the conflict and the interesting story points from. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go before we fuck around and write this screenplay for him. Neither <laughs> one of yeah. us. So JJ um, J. Abrams, uh bad robot. Good luck with all that. Um, we're not going to write it for you, but very interesting seeing what happens. And we, I think we'll come back obviously and touch on this um, in future episodes. Um, as you know we get more about you know who what 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 story angle they're taking they're taking are they going to cast new superman um who's going to direct this um Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what if they get a female director what if they get a bipoc um um, Mm. female director that'd be that's Mm -hmm. another level of interest Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah so we'll see how this how this develops but this is very interesting to me
0: all right that's a wrap mad unreal This is Arthur. That is Isaac. You can find us online at madunreal.com. We invite you, ask you, implore you, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, We are found anywhere through any app in which an RSS feed is consumed. We'll see you next show. Peace. Keep it unreal.